All right, we are lit, good sir. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to my show. <laughs> my producer right there, Michael, is... Uh... Oh, oh, that's what we're doing. <laughs> my producer, Mike, is uh, getting all the people. <laughs> He's doing all the goon work. Um, No, nah, man, what up, people? I look super tired. I'm so sorry. Um... Super wild. <laughs> how you, you going to be the show host and you the, you the watch one? Bro, like... These kids, bro. What kids? You Nick Cannon out here? Bro. <laughs> you bro, trying to start a whole African tribe? Bro, why'd I get on Instagram and see Nick Cannon is having his fourth child in six months? Bro, bro is putting in bro. all the seed. Bro, did you see that thing about him and uh him thinking he gonna die early? So he just getting it in now? Is that what is that true? Yeah, he was on Howard Stern. He was like, yo, I feel like I'm gonna die soon. Cause he had blood clots in his, I think he had blood clots in his lungs and his heart. So he was like, the doctor's like, I don't even know how you're surviving right now. So you probably won't make it very long. I did not hear any of that. He was like, yeah, he was on Howard Stern. And he was like, yo, I'm going to get my shit in. So that makes a lot, a lot more sense. Cause I was like, I'm see, I, thought he was, I thought he was just depressed from uh, the wilding out shit. Well, I didn't think it was so much that as like he was just on a like you know Nick Cannon's like a quasi hotep out here, like yeah, right? The, yeah, Hebrew Israelite thing. So I thought there was on some hotep shit of like I'm gonna do this like whole building the kingdom shit for real. <laughs> That's what I thought. Not at all, sir. Apparently, he is dying in his eyes, and according to the doctors. So that's what it is. Well, I mean, I guess if you got that diagnosis, I guess you see it did it again. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, it makes sense now. I don't feel like that's the way. I don't. I don't think that's the way. You're creating a lot more fatherless children. (laughs) I was gonna say, like, and even, I mean, can you even properly take care of that many kids? Like, can you probably tend to that many kids as a father? Monetarily, I suppose, for him. Monetarily, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not... Yeah, that's not... Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I don't know. The show was supposed to be about Nick, but that shit was wild. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, man. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Cultivated Ignorance. I'm Will, the host. That's Mike, the loser. Host. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, we're back for another episode. Thank y'all for joining us. Thank y'all for joining us. Thank y'all for joining us. Putting us, putting up with us for the last four years. That's uh, what. Uh, to the day ones, keep on crushing it, please. Um, helicopter days, right? <laughs> the helicopter sound days. Bo, them shits was rough. <laughs> um, yeah, man, we got a dope show lined up for y'all. We're gonna be talking about uh. 
I guess we're gonna be talking about Juneteenth. <laughs> and uh don't we, don't we, I've been hesitant, like this ain't your topic. It's my topic, but like damn, I hate to see Juneteenth go out like that. <laughs> go <out> like what? <laughs> it was ours for a hot minute. <laughs> then it got it colonized. And then it was like, oh, oh, too many of y'all niggas doing it now. We gotta we gotta colonize this shit. We gotta whiten it on up. So we're gonna be talking about Juneteenth and kind of uh, what we did and our experience of it, um, and we're also gonna be talking about basically just commercializing the whole shit in general, because boy did it get commercialized quickly. We want to talk about IKEA's fried chicken and watermelon on the menu, baby. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, man. Um, as always, if you haven't checked out our Patreon, please do. Uh, dope shit, dope shit, dope shit on there. Um, I hope we do a Loki review, but you know, I gotta catch up, man. I've been—is it still fire? Uh, first two episodes are fire. The third episode, oh. it, it's not bad at all. It's just like one of those filler episodes you get. Oh, on the episode three filler, it's not a good sign. <laughs> it's not filler, but like it's just so slow paced and like it, like it definitely shows you that it's leading up to episode four. Oh, episode okay. four gonna be the joint. Um, but know, yeah, man, we got. Did you start WandaVision? I've started it. <laughs> this first is the first episode. Episode that is super compelling. Like you're not intrigued by what the fuck going on. All right, all right, here we go. I'm gonna knock it out this weekend. How many episodes is it? Seven, eight. I want to say it's like seven. I want to say I can't remember. Thirty minute hour long. 30 minutes, I believe. I can't remember. I feel like it's forever ago. You know, the binge generation, everything you watch is just a blur. But yeah, right. I want to say it's uh, half hour episodes. Yeah. Um, all right, this weekend, I'm crushing it. All right. That's it. That's it. No, I still haven't watched. I still haven't watched the end of uh, Westworld. Westworld, yeah. I was, hey, I couldn't think of the name. I was about to say Met Humans. <laughs> Ex Machina or some shit. <laughs> um, that show went out bad. Well, oh my god, you know they're gonna bring it back for another season. Hopefully, redeem itself, but it's not. Yeah, it's just gonna, it's just gonna get worse and worse. It's so sad to see the show just steadily decline, like more and more each season. Yeah. That's well, so welcome funny. to HBO. Um. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. So. What did you do? Oh, I don't know if I said it. Patreon.com slash cultivated ignorance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry for Will's temporary seizure there. Apologize uh, for that. So, yeah, bro. What did you do for Juneteenth this year? Absolutely nothing. But um, that wasn't intentional. <laughs> that wasn't like a plan. I wasn't like a protest or anything. Um, I actually, I mean, for those that don't know, I, I'm on a board of directors for this dance company called Perfect Pearls with some delightful little black girls. Um, it's for every girl, but it's mainly, it's only black girls right now. Um, where they just learn community <coughs> building, um, creative dance and, you know, volunteer work. And you know, we did like a play and like a dance um, routine for this, um, this home of foster kids, uh, which was dope. The little girls got all the energy in the world. So that shit took me out. Um, other than that, not a damn thing. Um, not on purpose, but not a thing. How about you? I didn't do anything. Um, 
I don't know if it was like I, I think it was like just subconsciously I'm out. Like really? You no, know, because I think last it might have not have been last year, but year before last I did one. Oh my bad. I did one for uh I did something for Juneteenth. I can't remember what it was, but it was something small. Um but like this year I've had a real problem with them like passing the Juneteenth law on the 16th. <laughs> I was like, now y'all know this shit is bogus right here. Like, <laughs> like it felt like another one of those things where like people are just like I don't know, just trying to it almost like just give you lip service, like, okay, here you go. Like, you know, just <laughs> be rejuvenized to be black again. I mean, I mean to be American again. Be you American. know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, so the only thing about that, like I get that. The only thing about it is like there have been activists and organizers like pushing for this to be a thing for very for years now. Yeah. Like for a very long time. So you I mean it wasn't gonna happen under Trump for sure. But like that's the only reason that gives me pause to be like, I don't I mean, of course I do think it's pandering, but I don't think it's like last minute pandering because it's been going on for a long time. And with the Biden administration and their continuous efforts to get more and more black voters, like it doesn't surprise me that they would be the ones to do it. Well, apparently the dude wanted somebody tried to do it last year. I can't remember the senator's name or the, the congressperson's name, but um, they tried to do it last year. So, like, on one hand, like it getting passed seemed like some fuck shit on the 16th, but it's not completely disingenuous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there were there were fourteen Republican uh, there were fourteen Republicans who didn't vote for it. I believe in the Senate. I was like, boy, y'all niggas right here, bro. They voted against it, or they just they, they voted wrong? against it. Yeah, they voted against it. What was the rationale? Like, what was the reason? <laughs> I I got to know the reason. I guess like. I don't know. Like the article I read didn't explain it, but like, <laughs> so okay, so okay, so okay, so put yourself in your shoes. Like, if you was like, I'm gonna vote against this. Like, what would be your rationale? Like, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think as an angry white would push you to? As an angry white, <laughs> um, and I'm gonna get into this later on, but I think it, for me, as far as a politician goes. I can't think of it being any reason other than to appeal to my voters. Like, one of my voters are diehard, red-blooded Americans who do who want to deny slavery in any way, shape, or form. Like, I can only think of them just wanting to appeal to them and be like, I didn't vote for that bullshit, white people. And just staying true to that. That's the only rationale I can think of. Because, for the record, like, slavery has... Like I said, we'll get more into this as far as the reason why I didn't really do anything, but... Slavery is still a thing, thanks to the Thirteenth Amendment. So I'm sure they know that, and they know that this whole thing is superficial, and that's the only reason I can think of. They just don't want to, you know, you don't want your redneck fan base to come at you later on and be like, "Why the fuck did you vote for Juneteenth to be a holiday?" So one of the cats that voted for it, there was actually a dude from California that voted for it, but I guess if it's not L.A. or San Francisco, like it's pretty redneck out there. Um, mm-hmm. 
But uh, the dude who is the, what is it? South Carolina Congressional District 5, which is Rock Hill. He was the one of the cats that uh, voted against it. Which I'm not surprised. Like, Not at all. <laughs> not whatsoever. Yeah, like, I mean, outside of Rock Hill, like, it's country. Like, if you're not in Rock Hill exactly or Fort Mill near Charlotte, like, it's country as fuck. One step outside of that shit, you and... <laughs> Bumfuck nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It was it was just a shame, man. So, like, me, myself, I didn't do anything. I didn't feel the spirit of Juneteenth. Um, it just instantly seemed colonized. Like... <laughs> Is that what made you not? So you saying you intentionally? Well, you said subconsciously earlier, but subconsciously, yeah. Because I remember when I first saw it on the sixteenth, I was like, "Look at this bullshit here!" <laughs> like <laughs> that was the first thing out of my mouth, and I don't know if I'll. Everything America does just feels a little disingenuous to me. Like, I'm saying this. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it, but like, I guess I'm just scarred as a black person. <laughs> you know what happens you be knowing what i'm saying and i think because we're indoctrinated with this we want to think that this country has the best intentions for everybody at the end of the day and it might not execute that the best but like just because <clears throat> you fucked up doesn't mean you intentionally fucked up i think that's what we kind of like that's, that's kind of like holds true in your head yeah some shit, especially when i go into like the super super radical shit it's like, ah, oh, nigga, come on now. But like, when you think about it, <laughs> and you see shit like this that's be in your face, it'd be like, okay. Like, really, nigga, on the 16th, this is what you get. <laughs> on the 16th of the month. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I don't know. I, I feel like they're just, they're just trying to, like, get black people just re-nationalized. Like, they just want, like, they just want us to feel like a true American again. But is that actually working for like the for most black people, especially of our generation and generation Gen Z? I don't think so. Oh, oh, them Gen Z niggas gonna give them hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. But I think further down the line, like maybe twenty years, like kids is like Mackenzie's age and you know stuff like that. Like the kids is coming up where all they've seen is Juneteenth, and that'll probably make it. That's that's the people they're going for. This ain't for us. Like they didn't already missed our wave. Well, you think they're going for what you said, McKenzie's generation? Yeah, I think if I think they're trying to get the younger generation to feel good, the younger black generation to feel good about being an American. Mm. Like you are a fully a part of this country. I see what you're you know what I mean. I, I think that's what this move was aimed to do. And also to calm all that shit down about George Floyd and the police killings. See, I think it's almost opposite. I think that they know the young people are getting more and more radical. And I think this is like a, I think all of these things are like last ditch efforts to like hone in any type of patriotism. power. Okay. You know, like of maintaining a narrative that they need in order to maintain power. Yeah, I, think- I believe that too. I believe that too. But I think, but I think the if it if it connects, it's going to connect with the younger generation where all they've seen is 
America celebrate Juneteenth. You get what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Okay, I see where you're going now. Yeah. You're saying like in this the superficial, like let's just celebrate this holiday that slavery ended it way, not the actual behind the scenes. Yeah. Slavery. Okay, I, I'm putting my yeah. brain into what you were saying. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So I, yeah, I think they've, I think they pretty much missed the wave with like anybody who's over the age of ten, maybe fifteen. <laughs> right. Right. We, we we know the fuck shit. Like the internet's just giving us too much info. We just seeing it too much. You know what I mean? Well, I do think that's true to an extent because I think the boomers and Gen Xers, I think, are still within their grasp. I think was that, which I think is. Yes, I, I agree with that too. But okay, I'm I should have closed the age bracket yeah, somewhere around like forty, maybe forty five, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> this is definitely for them as well, for sure. Yeah, I'll say I would say that's the main people it's for, really. Um, you think so? I think so. I think for for sure, because because and just because you just think about the whole spectacle of Juneteenth, which um, and this is this is not a show to like down on anybody who celebrates Juneteenth. I wanted to put that out there too. Yeah, I, I believe in Juneteenth. I yeah. just don't like the way they did it. Right, right. Um, I'm definitely down for like just the black celebration and stuff like that, and um, the festivities and all those things. But I'm also down for like we said, just telling the truth about the situation, just not just taking crumbs, you know, on their face, you know, surface level. And just being like, oh, another holiday we get to get to have off and just you know let that make us complacent or anything like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what we really care about. Yeah. Those of us who know, we really just care about getting another day off of work. Like we don't really care about them recognizing the shit. So like, okay, we, we know it was last minute of this shit. Like we know it was kind of kind of funky the way or or it's kind of uh, deceptive what they're trying to do with it. It's not mm-hmm. a real celebration, it's just you know. We gonna get you niggas back. Yeah. Do you feel like um white people are gonna like recognize it as like legitimate? Like because a lot of jobs, a lot of jobs don't recognize Martin Luther King Day. Hmm. Uh Black History Month is damn near mockery, unless it's commercialized. Hmm. I don't. I got a problem with black. You give me the shortest month, and you give me these just bullet points. <laughs> it's the same niggas we celebrate every year. Yeah. Like. yeah. Um, you know, so I, I guess like my question is like, is it like legitimized yet, or how do we legitimize it? You know What's what I mean? I, I feel like it's just gonna be a mockery, just like, or not respected, just like MLK Day and Black History Month. But see, I don't, I don't predicate its legitimacy on white people's perception of the thing. I, I put it on us. You know what I mean? Like, because they just same thing with Juneteenth. Like I said, people have been celebrating Juneteenth for years now, and same thing with Black History Month. Like a lot of us don't even say Black History Month no more. We say Black History Year at this mm-hmm. point. So we, I don't predicate any of this on white people's acceptance of these things. It's all on us. Um, but as far as white people taking it seriously, I do think they will. I think they'll be excited to take it seriously because for them, that gives them the permission to say, again, slavery is over with, so y'all ain't got shit to complain about no more. Again, ignoring, you know, 13th Amendment, ignoring <laughs> racialized law. Like, they get, you to, they get to say, like, oh, yeah, Juneteenth, you guys are free. And they just get to join the festivities. I think they'll be down for that shit. <laughs> Fucking shit. 
fucking shame. Um, <laughs> but I guess like this is it's so hard being black, I swear. <laughs> it's like, like lit and aggravating as fuck. Because like I feel like, at least for me as a black person, like it's like I'm in a country that I know doesn't fully accept all of my blackness. No. But they but they put on this show that says, hey, we accept all of you. So like so like you're putting this spot of like being at somebody's house too long. Right. But they don't but they don't want you to leave because they need you for some reason. You know I what I'm saying? The worst part about it is they profit off of it, off the spectacle. They profit off of all that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst thing about it. It's one thing if you're just pandering to people just to kill the tension in the room. But like you get paid off of making this whole entire spectacle out of our misery, continue yes. misery, and you don't have to acknowledge the real issue. Like that's the worst part about it. That's what is the hardest thing about explaining to people. Like, let people be joyful because we find joy in everything. Yeah. But like, this bullshit be really, really be wearing on you when you think about it too much. <laughs> it really be killing you. It's tough, man. Because like. <laughs> No lie, like I, I kind of wanted. Well, Juneteenth, it was uh, the 18th at my job, or it was the 17th. Something it was right after the bill was passed, mm. and like there was just obvious tension. Like the job, like, it, was, it was obvious tension. Yeah, like, and you know, I got a bunch of Republicans that work with me. Damn, sure do. It was just awkward. Like, like, like on the 15th, they was good. Like on the 16th, 17th, 18th. It was just fucking weird. What were they saying? They weren't saying anything. That was the fucking problem. Cause it. bro, because like me and uh India talk all the time. And like we don't care. We be talking in front of all them people. We just be saying what we got to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's disappointing. You got to. Dude. Yeah, and it was just obvious just silence. You know what I mean? And weirdness. <laughs> We got this one lady who literally watches the news the whole day on her second monitor. Yeah, you, you mention her all the time. The Fox News, the foxiest news of of the foxiest news. <laughs> the foxy. <laughs> so, white news nightly, right? Um, I did want to mention one thing. Go ahead. So, there's a well-known poet out here in um South Carolina. Goes by uh, his name is Max Parthers. Um, very well-known poet as well as abolitionist. He has um, worked to actually abolish slavery in um, three states, um, as far as you know, state constitutions. I believe mm -hmm. it was uh, Utah, Colorado, and Nebraska. Uh, he's been an abolitionist as long as I've known him. Um, I don't know him that close personally, but I've had a few conversations with him about um, you know slavery and stuff like that. And yeah, Tamil Muslim, yeah. Um, he has been working to push forward a new a new amendment, federal amendment, that would um, basically nullify slavery in the federal constitution completely. He's been working on this for some years now. And apparently, he, this is all according to him. He says he's been, they've been in contact with the White House. They've been in contact with several politicians to push this thing. And I guess they had a formal, I guess, gathering to push it on the um when was the bill passed was the bill passed on the 16th like for the holiday i can't remember yes, was it it was the 15th? Passed on the 16th. he said the same day they were doing this gathering 
is the same day the bill got passed for to make it a holiday. And so, like, to him, that doesn't seem like a coincidence. We I, mean, were never... I mean, that's good enough, right? Right. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, but, like, to him, he said, like, it, it feels like they were trying to, you know, further the efforts to kind of push the whole shit to the side, yeah. keep slavery a thing, and kind of pacify so, people with the holiday. Do you know what his actual... Uh, policy was or his the way he saw the the law being reformed or abolished it was um i don't know the full thing because i just saw him on another podcast talking about it okay um i believe it was a 20 was it the 28th amendment or so um i don't know the full details of it okay but um i would love to have him on the show sometime this is you know we kind of had this topic last minute so it's kind of hard to hit him up yeah but um he's always talking you can y'all can look him up max parthers if you just search him on Facebook or YouTube, he's got abolition stuff all up and down his timeline. He don't try to hide it. <laughs> he, he out here wide open with it. Um, but yeah, I just want to put that out there. Like that could be a reason it just so happened to pass this time as well. Who knows? Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, I I don't know if y'all know this, but uh, you people at IKEA ran into a little bit of trouble. Oh, we skipped the whole type shit. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah, that's you. My bad. My B, my B, my B. Look at you jumping over my shit, man. I'm sorry, man. So sorry. You're right. You're right. One outline, and all of a sudden, you just take over the show, huh? It's <laughs> like my second. It's like my second. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to say, um, so even though I didn't celebrate Juneteenth, one issue I did have, I don't know if you've seen this, I do have an issue with, like, hotels out here claiming that, like, us sheeple are only recognizing or celebrating... <laughs> Juneteenth now because it's a federal holiday. As we've been pushing the footage for a long time. Like I saw somebody put, oh my God. Somebody made this picture. And I don't take the internet too seriously, but it shit just <laughs> aggravated me. It was a picture of like a black dude posed as a dog. He was naked on all fours. And he had a bone in his mouth. And it said like <laughs> it said like Juneteenth holiday. It said some other fuck shit <laughs> about like black history. <laughs> Bro, it, it, was a rich, <laughs> it was a rich white man's hand, like patting him on the bed, like, Yeah, good, <laughs> like, good boy. I was like, Nigga, Get out of my face. <laughs> that shit, I don't fuck with. Have you seen anything like that? I haven't, but like, <laughs> bro, we see whole much, so much hotel shit, and I think it, I feel like it was worse a few years back, but like. We see so much hotel shit, nothing surprises me anymore. <laughs> like this thought that like everything, everything the white man does is just like an attempt to play us in some kind of way. It's like they're waiting for some type of like black joy to happen so they can come like with some conspiracy shit. <clears throat> exactly. I mean, the look heart- at you in abolition, man. You, I mean, you're real close. Like you know, but we're about to blow this whole shit. We're going to start by blowing up your job. That's what. That's where the real fight starts. Whoa. Still blow them up. I got bills. <laughs> well, you get you another job, man. Oh, you ain't gonna need no jobs. All the jobs, you gonna blow up all the jobs. You ain't gonna need no jobs. Whatever. The hardest thing about it is about criticizing whole tips. It's like you know there's like a little piece of truth in there. Like there's a yeah. little like because I can't lie, like Umar is a compelling guy to listen to, a very compelling person to listen to. Yeah. And like a lot of times he's talking from a place of truth. But then like all oh, the ego shit gets thrown in there. And it's the, mutated, like. Yeah, it's like, God, man, I want to be on your side so bad, but 
I just want to throw that out there. Stop making fun of people for stop hotels. That's what he wanted to say. Stop hotels. Yeah, just stop hotels. <laughs> That's the thing. Anyway, go ahead and talk about how you wanted to eat fried chicken at IKEA. <laughs> so uh IKEA uh soon after <clears throat> the uh the bill passing, they said, Hey, we're gonna honor <laughs> Juneteenth. We're gonna commercialize this thing and honor it. Um and so they said to honor the per- to honor the perseverance of Black Americans, technology and progress yet to be made. We observe Juneteenth on Saturday, June nineteenth, twenty twenty one. They right said, there. "Look out!" They said, "Look out <laughs> for a special menu on Saturday, which will include." <laughs> oh, uh, and and of course, this was in the city of Atlanta. This is what? What? Where else would it be? <laughs> I believe this. I definitely believe this was at Atlanta branch. Um, yeah, Atlanta branch. So they put out a special menu, which included fried chicken, <laughs> water, watermelon, mac and cheese, potato salad, collard greens, and candy yams. They know that's what niggas like. Oh, real quick, real quick. So we're going to sit here and act like they might not have possibly gotten away with it had it not been for the watermelon part. <laughs> Because everything else is just like Southern love food. Everything else is just black ass food on in Atlanta. It would have been like, okay, this is a little weird, but like, okay. Had it not been watermelon, of all fruits you could have chose, <laughs> had it not been watermelon, would they have still been offended? It had to be the most Sambo shit of all time. <laughs> um, Bro, as me, it says as many as 33 workers did not show up. <laughs> In response to the store, into the store's shit, bro. All right, real quick. All right. So imagine we working at Sam's Club still, right? <laughs> Juneteenth is a holiday. You get an email saying we have a fried chicken and a watermelon. Like from, I ain't going to say his name. I was going to say our old manager. We getting yeah, fried yeah. chicken and watermelon. Are you going to work? Or are you, st- you calling out and missing that paycheck? That's tough. It depends on how Bill's looking. This guy's a coon. It's tough, boy. That's a coon. But I mean, like, it's so hard because you need, it's so hard being black. I swear it's so hard. Like, do I take a stance and put up the good fight? Or do I? <laughs> or, do I, or do I do what I got to do as a human and get this money? That's the bullshit, right? No other race goes through this. Well, maybe maybe Asians do. I'm sure Asians and Mexicans both go. White people don't go through it. That's what I know. People damn sure don't go through this type of <laughs> bullshit. <sighs> but is that some shit we put on ourselves though? Like that's the th- that's what I'm saying. Like that's what America does to you. It's like how much of this is real and how much of this is just me being in my head. You're just constantly going back and forth. And then people fighting you on it, white people and black people be fighting you on it, trying to take you crazy. Yeah. But then you're in itself, it's like, nah, nigga, this shit racist as fuck, nigga. No. It's is it just racist or is it just tone deaf? Like, is it I feel like one thing, this was too funny. Like, if it was <laughs> it was too funny not to be real, like <laughs> When I read the headline at first, I was like, that shit got to be fake. 
and then you put it in the thing. I said, golly. Um, no, it feels it feels tone deaf as fuck, but because no, it's because what I what I always come back to is like there's no way a, a company would intentionally shoot themselves in the foot with some racially some racist shit nowadays. Yeah, the day, you would do that shit all the time, no problem. Right now, like you know that your whole company could go under under some like blatantly racist shit. So it feels like a bunch of white people was in the boardroom. Even though the article claimed that there was a black person in the room, we don't know if I believe that or not. Yeah. It sounded like it was a bunch of white people in the room, like just did a quick Google search on Juneteenth. But <laughs> this was just the Atlanta branch that did this. Like it had to be some niggas in the room. Like so you saying that, like black people approved this? They was in the room. It was like, yeah, yeah. What Bro, an Atlanta branch of the Scandinavian furniture chain has sparked outrage. It don't sound like nobody else did this shit. I feel like <clears throat> were it was very little. It was, it was either very little black people, or they were afraid to speak up because they didn't want to start like a riff. So they just kind of let the shit go. And they were probably in that dilemma too of being in that room, being like, damn, this is the shit. Like, do I say something and risk my job? Or do I just let the shit go? You think black people have like this this deep fear of like losing their job? Like, I don't I don't feel like I feel like black people have a higher fear of losing their job than other races. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they say, oh yeah. I think even if it's not even losing your job, have you ever been in a situation at work where like you just know someone <laughs> said, something that, said something that was tone deaf? Might have been blatantly racist, but was tone deaf. And you know, if you say something, you might not lose your job, but you make the whole situation incredibly uncomfortable for the rest yeah. of the time you work there. Yeah. I think we yeah. deal with that on a daily basis. It's like, oh shit, he get offended at everything. Oh shit, can't say nothing around him. Or even, yeah, even if they don't say that out loud, it'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry, Will. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. And now, now motherfuckers act like they're scared to talk to you and shit. <laughs> Bro, this dude. Did I tell you about that joke, that dude? This dude at, I'm, I'm going to say it's my old job. At, at my old job, this dude told um, about somebody who uh, famously got shot, a black person that famously got shot. No, but I'm scared to hear it. Go ahead. Bro. We were... <laughs> We were saying something. I think it was last year. It was sometime, and it was something like, um, all right, it was about George Floyd, so this wasn't too long ago. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about, like, damn, there's a lot of people down there. Because I think, like, the Bucks were in the playoffs or something. Mm-hmm. And it was, and dude out of nowhere was, like, just the most tone-deaf joke. He was like, you know, George Floyd ain't out there. What? Bro, it was something so, it was just so gross. It was so gross and unnecessary. But like legit, like, because we were in a joking mood, like it was jokes upon jokes upon jokes. Yeah. And that's the joke he thought would hit. This is a white dude? (laughs) What? You know it's a white dude. He just thought like, this is my time to throw my my one liner out here. Like, what did y'all do? Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, so if I scream on your ass, bro, the whole bro, the whole room just went silent, and we immediately changed the subject. That's what I'm talking about. Because if that's what I'm saying, 
Because if you scream, if you slap his ass in that moment, <laughs> what you deserve to be, <laughs> niggas gonna be looking at you like, oh, will I have beaten beat motherfuckers down in a row for not knowing? <laughs> like, ah. Uh. I guess like to people like black people's plights aren't their plight, so they can't empathize with what we might be. I guess going through, even though it doesn't directly affect me or my family. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, like, they think that shit is just free game. Yeah, no, I think that's it's either that or the complete polar opposite of I gotta over empathize now. Now, anything that black related and tragic happens, I gotta come to you about it and ask your opinion on it or ask how you feel today about it. Yeah. Bro, white people be so fucking. Ugh. They're hard to deal with sometimes. But I love them all. Everybody mm-hmm. a little lost. <laughs> this might be a question. For, well, I might save that question for another episode. I was going to ask. <laughs> Joe said, oh, the worst. <laughs> um, and for clarity, like I'm with Amanda Seals. I know I don't really quote Amanda Seals anymore lately because she's been getting on my nerves. But I believe in her train of thought of there's like white people and then there's people who happen to be white. Mm-hmm. who know like how to divest from whiteness but is it truly possible for like most white people with everything going on like for critical race theory making a um you know come back right now even though republicans are trying to their hardest to, to stomp the shit out is it possible that we can get to a place where like a majority of white people divest from whiteness and all that comes with um why would they like <laughs> if they <laughs> Like that's like that's some good Samaritan shit. Like, why would they? It's not even that. I think if they knew how whiteness, like I said, this is a whole conversation for another episode. But if they knew how whiteness was used against them, to keep them in a certain place, even though it might be a little bit better than white people, if they knew how whiteness is used to manipulate them, is the best word. Then I think would be they would be more inclined to do so. But because, like I said, because even though I don't completely know what critical race theory actually teaches. It seems like it's trying to start that conversation and with people trying to stomp that out, it feels like that's they, they kind of know that can happen. So they're trying to like kill every effort to like bring awareness to that. Yeah. Um, it's it's critical race theory is very interesting. Like from the little bit I've read, mm. it's very interesting. And the the hang up with it is that like it's it's all about like instead of like law, it's about like people's personal experiences, you know what I mean? And people's kind of belief systems around their personal experiences rather than this this idea that there is like a singular, I guess, truth to which like law kind of predicates on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's why, I don't know, it's it's very interesting. I did see this uh, thing we get well talking. I did see this thing that uh Carrie Champion posted. Shout out to Carrie Champion. Ooh, that's highest motherfucker on ESPN I've ever seen. Probably, bro. Um have it, was a, it was a general, I guess he was in front of Congress in one of those shits they have. Um and he was talking about critical race theory, and he said that the military should definitely embrace it because you need to know kind of like where where everything stems from and like what you're up against domestically and abroad, like just learning from other people's cultures, other people's points of view. 
So shout out to that guy. He was an old white dude. He was like, I'm white and I want to know about it. So that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. That is the people that want to actually, because whiteness is like a, it's such a fragile thing. Like you got to keep reaffirming it for it to stay true. Like if you need, when that stops, which I think that critical race theory can make it stop, then that's when you get Armageddon. So it's like, that's what I'm talking about. People like him that want to know, like, wait a minute, are you telling me that I've been lied to? Yeah. Are you telling me that there's some stuff that I never was taught? Are you telling me that I could be perpetuating this shit without even knowing it? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So, shouts out to him and the people who are trying to, like, literally learn, actually learn more about, like, race in this country and kind of the, the, the layers of it all. Right, right. Uh, but back to what we were talking about. Um, yeah, man. So with this IKEA shit, man, do you feel like it's gonna like Juneteenth is gonna get super commercialized, just like every other holiday? <laughs> particularly, particularly, I'm talking about the cultural holidays, like uh, Juneteenth, Cinco de Mayo, St. Patty's Day. Like St. Patty's Day is, bro. St. Patty's Day and Cinco de Mayo. Like I feel bad for people who actually have roots to those holidays. <laughs> and I didn't. I never even thought about it. Until this shit happened with Juneteenth, it never once crossed my mind. Really, that that the way we celebrate these holidays is pretty insulting. Like, you never thought about like everybody being drunk and in, on sombreros, on bro. <laughs> never <laughs> fucking once. Never once thought about it, bro. That's wild. Um, no, of course it already is. It's already happening. Like, I've long been. <laughs> It keeps happening in games now, bro. Like, I logged into the um, knock, Knockout City the other night. <laughs> and all the balls was red, white, and, I mean, red, uh, green, and black, wasn't it? <laughs> they did two avatars, bro. They did, um, one was a Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter fist, like, with three fists in the air. <laughs> I was like, okay, y'all can have that one. And then the Juneteenth one was, like, a black woman breaking free of chains, like, doing the shit. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, man. Oh, so it's, <laughs> it's already happening. It's already happening. Um, it's gonna happen even more. But to be honest with you, I mean, well, you answer the question first, and I'll get into my other points. What do you think? I think it's gonna get commercialized somehow. It'll get commercialized like Fourth of July and shit like that. Like okay. there will be certain somehow. Some corporation is going to pick a certain set of colors that belong to Juneteenth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is going to be our Juneteenth colors for the rest of the eternity. <laughs> There's no deviating, no nothing. It's not going to be no con, no consulting black people. It's just going to get. It's not. It's, it's going to be like Walmart, and everybody else is going to follow. And so, like, yeah, we're going to be sold a lot of shit. Yeah, the holiday's not going to matter at some point. Because I guess you got to be a part of the culture to care about the holiday. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to be honest. I don't care about 4th of July for its independence. I don't give a shit. Well, I think that's a little different. Think so? Cause you're black. Yeah, because you're black. Like, I think yeah. that's kind of, but... So with, I guess with saying that, uh, like, if you don't believe in the holiday itself or the history behind the holiday... You're just gonna, you're just gonna, you know, commercialize it, using it as an excuse to drink. This, that, and the third. I so think since there's only, since there's only what 
14 percent 15 percent of black people in america that's what they say i think it's much higher than that personally but that's what they say well you ain't been to the midwest have you that should probably bear a black folk <laughs> Unless, unless it's like St. Louis or something. They hiding, bro. They hiding. <laughs> um, I think I think America makes you just commodify holidays that are important to, or uh, other cultures, period. Like you said, what just happened with Michael B. Jordan and that. Um, oh, yeah. The, the, I don't know how to pronounce that word, so I ain't going to say But like he literally tried to like commodify like a whole word, a West Indian word. Like and commercialize it. I don't think that like Michael B. Jordan. I think that's America. You know, Americanized Michael B. Jordan trying to take advantage of an opportunity, mm-hmm. like a catchy word, and trying to commercialize it to make money. I think yeah. America does that to you. And so, like, good on him for being like, "Oh shit, my bad. Let me stop." But like, that America just naturally does that to people. So, so I don't think you have to be a part of the culture to care about it. I think just America just makes you think that you can just take shit and do whatever you want with it have fun with it, make money off of it, and not care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but what I was going to ask you is, do you care that America's going to hyper-commercialize the shit? This is going to happen, but do you actually care about it? Uh, yeah. I think I think the more and more time goes on, I'm going to feel more and more insulted about the holiday. Really? Yeah. Um, not to say that I won't celebrate it, but I, f- I do feel like I'm going to just get more and more aggravated by the holiday itself, like the commercialization, the, you know, them just making it a spectacle, a drinking holiday or or whatever they're going to do with it to the masses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll be much about teaching the history because um, I don't know what St. Patty's Day is for. And I don't think that's my fault. No. Uh, I feel like Cinco de Mayo is Mexican Independence Day, but I'm not 100% sure. See, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I feel like this is going to be more the same. Yeah. Now, I guess those are foreign holidays, so so why do we even celebrate them here? Because we pieces of shit as Americans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, man, I don't think it'll take long. It's already happened. For For it to become popular and then, like, unknown the reason for it right um i mean i feel you and being bothered by it, is, it, it i don't think it can never just not bother you as a black person i guess yeah. but i don't really you know it's not my fight like i'm not gonna be well we, neither one of us like this but i'm not gonna be on social media every year like fuck america celebrating you know juneteenth we ain't be doing all that <laughs> but i mean i don't really care about protecting the holiday and it's federal recognition context so much as like just people more and more people learning about the 13th amendment more and more people learning about like you know prison industrial complex and how it still commodifies human beings yeah um private prisons and stuff i'm learning how um public defenders be a part of the whole shit by purposely getting people to take plea deals to go to prison i didn't even think about that that shit that deep bro yeah well okay well i knew about that somehow i knew more than you about it Bro, I didn't. It's like I knew, but I didn't really think about it. You, know you just I mean? never connected the dots. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just like that shit. All these things. Like I care more about us bringing, which more and more of that is coming to surface. Yeah. Well, I think, like I said, I think they're trying to stump out stuff like critical race theory. They're trying to have the. 
Fox News, you ever have you watched Fox News lately? Like just the just the why the fuck would I? Because we both watch stuff we don't agree don't agree with just to see the other side. I guess, man, but I haven't done it in a long time. Like it's only so much I can stomach. I'll be honest. <laughs> no, because the mental gymnastics, bro. Like there's just the I mean, uh, and to be fair, I don't watch CNN. I have to watch CNN in bunches too. Yeah. Because they do the same thing just the opposite way. I think it's a little bit more, a little bit better, a wee bit better. Is it a wee bit better because you agree? I don't even agree with everything they say. I just think I mean, you don't agree with everything they say, but it's not uh, as against your beliefs as Fox News. Well, yeah, because, but also I think they tell the truth about stuff that Fox News is blatantly lies about. I got you. you know I, mean? I guess in that context, like they're just a little bit better. I guess my big thing with CNN, but they be like, trying to make you fear everything and make you feel like everything's a crisis. Yeah, that's it. I don't fuck with Because that's what Republicans use to, like, go against critical... They be like, you... They want black people to feel hopeless. Like, <laughs> do you want that for your kids? <laughs> you watch it. I wish I could share this video, this critical race theory thing I, I found of... You talk about white fear instilled? Like, really? <laughs> it was so over the top. Oh, you gotta see it if you can find it. Can we even show? Uh, we get canceled if I try to show it. Yeah, just fucking do it. <laughs> I'm curious about this. This was off of like an earnest search for like what critical race theory was, and this white man was like, "The same what you want." Ah, <laughs> oh, did it get taken down? You know they're trying to hide the truth, man. Damn, did they take this shit down? Because it was over the top. They probably YouTube was probably like, okay, motherfucker, like you, <laughs> you going too deep. Damn. Did you see that black dude in front of like a room full of white people like denouncing it? Hmm. Oh, okay, maybe I can show that. There was a black dude in a room full of white people denouncing critical race theory. Uh they were like, yeah, speak, black man, speak against this. <laughs> Maybe I can show that. First episode of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> All right, this is. And while Share screen. Oh, you can see this? Yeah. China. Parents all over the country are standing up to the threat of critical race theory. Uh, it's taking over kids' education. My next guest went viral, and he had a brilliant takedown of the toxic ideology at an Illinois school board meeting. Watch. When you talk about critical race theory, which is pretty much going to be teaching kids how to hate each other, how to dislike each other, Look at look at my man. Look at how he's sitting. <laughs> look at how he's sitting. Should we play this whole thing? I don't know if we get blocked or not. I don't know. Sport minutes. Probably not. You want to listen to like a piece of it? Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Look at the mess. Smith, Illinois dad and radio host. This nigga, I'm about to serve somebody else. He not only called out the critical race theory, 
race theory uh, hoax, but also called out the people pushing it for ignoring uh, you know, things that are actually very positive for black communities. Explain that. Well, the thing is, is that most of the time you have people in the room and it seems like everybody just kind of jump on board what's going on. They give no thought to it. They ask no questions. Just that, oh, if this person says it's right, if this person says it's right, well, this must be right. So let's everybody jump on board. And while I sat in that room, I looked around. And I realized I was the only black person in there. And I had all these white people up telling, talking about the black experience. And none of them looked like me in that room. And I'm trying to figure out how did they know this? Because I've never seen any of these folks in the areas that I grew up in and lived. But yet to be on the outside like they were doing all this virtue signaling and all that, I just called, I called, I was just so worked up because I was calling BS on it because the very thing that they were talking about, I was that kid in the ghetto. I was that kid in the hood. And I'm like, no, uh-uh, what y'all talking about, that, that what, you guys weren't the problem. The issue that a lot of black people have right now is swallowing a hard red field, and that's to realize that we absolutely are the biggest problem and the biggest threat to us progressive, not white people. Well, we were just talking about this in the previous... Turn this shit off. I'm turning this shit off. I'm turning this shit off. This... This... I gotta hear what he had to say. I gotta hear what his explanation was as far as why we were the biggest problem to our own progression. Segment, which is, of course, the, the crime in the inner city. Now that we have a defund police movement, we have demonization of police are bad, you know. Not hold on, hold on, hold on. Why did he say he, we were our own biggest threat of progression and then he let the white lady start talking? But yeah, the media doesn't want to talk about that. That's not a convenient narrative. And you no, rather talk about how everyone's so racist in the schools and turn the kids against each other. Right. They got you looking at, they got you, they got you focused on something else while something else behind your back is going on. Everything that's happening right now, again, no, I don't care if anybody wants to agree with me or not. I live this stuff. The biggest threat to me when I was growing up was somebody that looked exactly like me. I never had no threat from any white police officer or any white person whatsoever. And to get myself through school like I did, there was no system there that they claimed that was there. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just calling like this. Now, back in the day, slave days and, you know, pre-civil uh, rights movement, I get that. But in today's world, absolutely not. All they're doing is keep on handing folks walkers. Why are they doing it? Why are they pushing this on the kids? Because they want them to believe that they can't achieve anything. They want to just make it all about their race. They can't do anything. And to me, I told them, you know, it's going to keep you there. The very person that claimed that they're helping you, if you keep on handing a person a walker and saying, this is me helping you, that person will never become independent. One of my degrees in physical therapy, our number one goal is to get our patients independent. And as they become better and stronger and uh, more uh, progressing in their uh the set things that we have set for them, the set programs, we take the system device away because they're becoming more independent, which means they can do things on their own. But what we get right now from the government is they just keep on handing people water saying, this is me helping you. See, look how good we are. This is us helping you. But having no idea is damaging because you're going to remain disabled. Independent on the government. And that the only you hit the threshold, the ceiling, and you can't go any further if you're dependent on the government. Hey, no. Ty, you, you shook it up. You shook it up. Keep shaking it up. Shook it up, black man. John Hannity here. Hey, <laughs> let them niggers know. That's what she wanted to say. <laughs> That's what she wanted to say. She almost came out. No. King. Uh. <laughs> Whoa. Well, he was I, I, be some bullshit. Bro, so like, I, I don't disagree that the government, I, I, there's some parts of his argument I don't disagree with. Yeah. I, I do feel like the government assists black people so that they don't really try. 
That's what they mix. That's what I'm saying. They ignore all the fuck yeah. shit. The government and just just stop like it's. But, but think- the whole but the whole idea that like <laughs> race does race is not a problem in this country, and it doesn't provide certain privileges for others that it doesn't for some. It's ludicrous. It's- Niggas, you just talk, man. Shondi said, nigga, no, sir. <laughs> bro. It's just wow, bro. Like, and you knew, I knew when I saw that clip, I knew Fox News was going to scoop him up. I didn't even see that Fox News <laughs> interview yet. I just saw the original video. I knew they was going to scoop him up. <sighs> anyway, that was not planned, but it happened. He was like, no white people. <laughs> You are not the problem. <laughs> That's to talk to hear someone who came from a poverty-stricken inner city just completely absorb, completely absolve, I should say, um, how systemic racism works, how police are weaponized against black people, and be like, and just how people in poverty. See, I guess I guess see if he's never researched that. And his experience was violence in his own community. And he's never, and, and he's held on to that idea right. of, you know, black people being the biggest threat to black people. And he's never even tried to open his mind to there being a, a, other other factors. That's what I'm saying. Then I guess that is his truth. It's fucked up, but you know what I mean? Like that is his truth. I don't agree with it. He's wrong. But like, if you just mentally scarred and you say, "Oh man, I saw five, six niggas get killed," you would you would think that like black people are the biggest problem to black people. A hundred percent get yeah, I get where it comes from. It's what you mentioned before, like the the like not even trying to learn when critical race theory is trying to get you to understand yeah. the history of how that even happens, and you not only like are trying to push that out your face, you also trying to kill it entirely for other black people. It's like it's harder. It's hard for me to sympathize with you. Like I do sympathize with that, but it's hard to because it's like you're you're in the way, nigga. <laughs> like <laughs> that's the hard he, thing. You're in the way. I don't even. I think the bigger problem is is not that he's trying to kill it for black people. He's trying to kill it for white people because I feel right. like I feel like black people experience it on some level. Like it's like you're going to get hit with it at some point in your life. If you're white, you there's a good chance that it might not ever affect you. So the fact that he's killing it for a room full of white people and and all these idiots that watch Fox News, I'm not going to, okay, I'm not going to call them idiots, but all these people that watch Fox News, yeah, like, come on, bro. Like, you just killing progress. I don't care if, I don't care if every single white person disagreed, but for the fact that, like, you just stomped it out, like, they don't even need to pay attention, and you validated the thoughts that were already in their head without them doing any kind of research or reading come on bro complete personal anecdotal experience to make white people be like oh oh, thank god oh we can just dodge that bullet (laughs) (laughs) that's it bro you said it perfectly that's it like again that's what america does yo it's so deep it's so intricate in everything and the hardest thing i guess to be the last thing the hardest thing about calling out racism is it no longer has to be blatant it can be so subtle and so intricate that it's hard to even call it out like it's hard to name it a lot of times and they can use that 
to be like, what are you talking about? That's personal circumstance. That's you not working hard enough. That's, yeah, you know, that's just complete. They can just make your shit sound like it's made up on the spot. <laughs> in so many situations. And you and then the worst part is if you, even if you, you can call it out, even if you can give the stats and everything, they still find a way to just be like, nah. It's it's really deep, man. It's it's enough to drive you insane. Um, we're gonna talk about Afro pessimism on one of these episodes, whenever Will finishes the book. Yeah. Chapter three, baby. Almost almost to 60. <laughs> How many chapters it is? I forgot to, but it's wild, man. Um, but yeah, as I said, I'm definitely more concerned with people just learning about um, abolition in general, no. especially when it comes to slavery. If you don't believe, even if you don't believe in, you know, revolution, <laughs> I would hope you don't believe in slavery. <laughs> slavery is still very much a thing. Republicans are still very much still voting against ending slavery. Um, that's still a real thing. So if anything, learn about that. Like I said, Max Parthas is a good place to start. If anybody wants a place to start, just Google him. I promise you he'll pop up. If you look up YouTube, if you look on Facebook, Max Parthas, he'll pop up everywhere. Uh, listen to his podcast. He is um, co-founder of, what is his name? This thing? I wrote it down. Uh, co-founder of Abolish Slavery National Network. Google them. They have podcasts on these things. Um, and just learn. Just educate yourself. Because these people don't they ain't about to do it for you. I promise you that. <laughs> so, first yeah. of the week, first of the week. Yeah. Um, you gonna put on a um, thing for me? If you don't mind, since you're the. Which one you want to go to? The website or the Instagram first? Instagram, because she got this delicious picture of herself on the Instagram. Oh. Um, let me not use delicious. That's a gross word. This great word picture herself. Um. <clears throat> Thirst of the week for this week is Ms. Jamira Burley. Uh, Jamira is an internationally recognized speaker, social justice advocate, and next-gen social impact consultant. Uh, she is on a mission to, is that the picture? Oh, yeah, she just glowing out here. Uh, she is on a mission to lead systemic and sustainable change that improves the lives of young people across the globe. Jamira has been recognized by Obama's, the Obama White House as a champion of change. A 40, I'm sorry, a Forbes 30 for under 30 honoree and a 2020 Oprah Magazine visionary. Please stay in the loop of Jamira's work on upcoming events and ways you can work with her at www.jamiraburley.com. As you can see, she is just thicker than a snicker. Um, absolutely beautiful. Um, absolutely intelligent, great speaker. I watched her on For Harriet and some other show, podcasts. I can't remember. I think it was I can't remember the other show, but she's doing great work. Um, she's, I think she's more of a reformist than a revolutionary, but she does talk about a lot of revolutionary talk as well. Either way, I think she's doing great things. So please check her out on Instagram at Jamira Burley, on Twitter at Jamira Burley, and her website again is www.jamiraburley.com. There it is. And she looked good. Yeah. She looked yeah. good. <laughs> real good <laughs> this was this was good uh, we're gonna get our fried chicken and watermelon and i'm turning in for the night but thank y'all for joining us yet again <laughs> and 
if y'all want to come back and comment, like if y'all did something on uh, Juneteenth or not, please feel free to do so. But otherwise, we will see y'all next go around. We love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Chilling with us. Thank y'all for chilling with us in the live chat. I'm going to go back and read these comments, but thank y'all for watching the live show. And we love y'all, man. We'll see y'all next time. Peace, 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 peace. Ooh, that was pretty good right there. That was cool.